us as living in an ocean of innumerable beings and there's all kinds of descriptions in the in the Buddha Dharma about the ocean of sentient beings so we have this ocean we're in an ocean we are swimming in the sea of life together with countless unimaginable other beings and surely we have not been introduced to all of them yet. How can we open to hear the Dharma of all these beings that are here with us? This morning we chanted in the refuges, I take refuge in Buddha before all beings, immersing body and mind deeply in the way, awakening true mind, immersing. I take refuge in Dharma before all beings, entering deeply in the merciful ocean of Buddha's way. <clears throat> to feel with our whole being that we are immersed together with all beings in this medium of life is to investigate and discover no real barrier between beings, between us and all beings. It is said that when we recognize this truth, there, then suddenly there will be no beings or things out there. Separate Separation between me and the rest of the world falls away. I am the world and the world is me becomes a reality. So what would this be like? What's really before our eyes? Is everything in everything? Imagine what joy 
would be to fully recognize our interdependence with all beings, to feel the wonderful relief of no separation altogether, to realize the unending mutual support. Suddenly, a veil would lift from our eyes and the world would shift into focus, a harmony never seen before would align within ourselves with everything. Immersion is a confirmation of our Buddha nature. In the fascicle confirmation of the Shobogenzo, Dogen writes, an ancient Buddha said, I now hear from the Buddha about the magnificent confirmation and about receiving it continuously. My body and mind fully rejoice. Magnificent confirmation is always, I now hear from the Buddha about magnificent confirmation and about receiving it continuously. My body and mind fully rejoice. Continuously means, and I'm quoting Dogen here, continuously means not to stay in one spot even for a moment, but to have body and mind fully rejoicing. Receiving it continuously and rejoicing are no other than studying simultaneously and all-inclusively with the body, studying simultaneously and all-inclusively with the mind. Furthermore, body is inclusive of mind, and mind is inclusive of body. Therefore, it is called inclusive body and mind. This is all-inclusive world, all-inclusive direction, all-inclusive body, all-inclusive mind. This is extraordinary oneness of rejoicing. When this rejoicing lets people clearly rejoice in sleeping and waking, or in illusion, delusion, and enlightenment, this rejoicing is intimate with each of them, but not separate from any of them. For this reason, this is the magnificent confirmation that is received continuously. The Flower Ornament Sutra describes the true body of the universe as universally good, universal goodness being in each pore of the body of each and all beings, all elements, all and everything that is. In each instance of consciousness, in this entire universe and all universes throughout space and time. There is no place it does not reach. And what is more, in each of each of these atoms, again, is the entire body of the universe on and on in microscopic progression towards an unreachable infinity. This is simply the way we are and where we are. Buddha Dharma says that this true nature is a consciousness that permeates, that is the web of life, 
but not like a universal essence, not that we are all one. Consciousness co-arises with every form, characterized not by sameness, but by its own unique presence, its thatness, its suchness. Dogen tells us about this consciousness in Insentient Beings Speak Dharma in the Shobo Ginzo. In the web of life, there are no objects, there are only beings, including all so-called non-sentient or insentient beings. Insentient means, refers to grass, trees, walls, tiles, and pebbles, basically all beings that uh, are not oxygen-breathing beings, supposedly, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not going to read the entire fascicle, but just portions of it. Insentient beings speak dharma. The fascicle begins with speaking dharma by means of speaking dharma actualizes the fundamental point that Buddha ancestors entrust to Buddha ancestors. Speaking dharma is neither sentient nor insentient. It is neither creating nor not creating. It is not caused by creating nor not creating. It doesn't depend on conditions. Later on, Dogen goes on, when a flower is held up, speaking dharma is held up. This passage refers to the story of the Buddha holding up a flower, twirling it in front of the assembly and Mahakashapa's face, breaking open in a smile, and the true dharma eye was transmitted. Now back to the fascicle. Do not think that Buddha ancestors alone have brought forth speaking dharma. Speaking dharma has brought forth Buddha ancestors. This speaking dharma is not limited to the teachings of 84,000 dharma gates, but opens up the teachings of immeasurable, boundless dharma, uh, gates. Insentient beings speaking dharma was transmitted from the ancient Buddhas to the seven original Buddhas, and it has been transmitted from the seven original Buddhas to the present day. In this speaking Dharma by insentient beings, there, there are all Buddhas, all ancestors. Do not think that the Dharma I am speaking now is something new that has not been transmitted. Do not think that what has been transmitted since ancient times is an old pit of demons. Weizhong, national teacher Dazheng of Guangzhou Monastery in the city of Xijing in Great Tang was asked by a monk, do insentient beings understand Dharma when it's spoken? Weizhong replied, obviously insentient beings always speak Dharma. The speaking never stops. The monk asked, why don't I hear it? And Weizhong says, you don't hear it, but that doesn't mean others don't hear it. The monk said, tell me then, who hears it? Weizhong replied, all sages do. The monk asked, do you hear it, sir? No, I don't hear it. The monk persisted, if you don't hear it, how do you know that insentient beings understand this dharma? Weizhong responded, this fortunate person does not hear it. If I did, I would be equal to all sages, then you could not hear me expound Dharma. The monk said, 
If so, human beings would be left out, Wijan said, but I speak to humans, not to sages. The monk asked, what happens to sentient beings after they hear you? Wijan responded, they are no longer sentient beings. Dogen, commenting on the story, goes on. Just because insentient beings do not use the voice or manner of sentient beings in speaking Dharma, you should not suppose that the way of sentient beings in speaking Dharma is different from the way insentient beings speak Dharma. The Buddha way does not appropriate the voice of sentient beings and apply it to the voice of insentient beings. Insentient beings do not necessarily speak Dharma with a voice heard by the ears. Similarly, sentient beings do not speak Dharma with the voice heard by the ears. Now I ask, now ask yourself, ask others, and inquire. What are sentient beings? What are insentient beings? I'm going to repeat. Insentient beings do not necessarily speak Dharma with a voice heard by the ears. Similarly, sentient beings do not speak Dharma with the voice heard by the ears. Now ask yourself, ask others, and inquire. What are sentient beings? What are insentient beings? Later on, he says, in the assembly where insentient beings speak Dharma, all sages stand and listen. All sages and insentient beings actualize listening, actualize speaking. Insentient beings speak Dharma for all sages. Is this sacred or ordinary? If you experience with your body the way insentient beings speak Dharma, you will grasp with your body how all sages hear. As soon as you grasp this with your body, you can comprehend the realm of sages. I repeat, insentient beings speak Dharma for all sages. Is this sacred or ordinary? If you experience with your body the way insentient beings speak Dharma, you will grasp with your body how all sages hear. As soon as you grasp this with your body, you can comprehend the realm of sages. In this way, you should practice the celestial path of going beyond ordinary and going beyond sacred. Further on, Dogen talks about Dangshan, who wrote the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi that we often chant on, in Sunday service. He takes up this same Zen story again and develops it further into the following manner. Dongshan asked Yunyan, who can hear insentient beings speak Dharma? Yunyan said, insentient beings hear insentient beings speak Dharma. Dongshan asked, do you hear it, sir? Yunyan said, if I heard it, you could not hear me speak Dharma. Dongshan replied, being so, I don't hear you speak Dharma. Yunyan replied, you haven't been hearing me speak Dharma. How could you hear insentient beings speak Dharma? Dongshan responded by presenting this poem. How splendid, how wondrous, inconceivable, 
insentient beings speak Dharma. The ears never hear it, the eyes, only the eyes do. How splendid, how wondrous, inconceivable, insentient beings speak Dharma. The ears never hear it, only the eyes do. Dogon explains, only the eyes, eyes do means we hear the voice of insentient beings speaking Dharma with the eyes. Furthermore, there are eyes on 1,000 hands, 1,000 true Dharma eyes, 1,000 ear eyes, 1,000 tongue eyes, 1,000 mind eyes, 1,000 eyes throughout the body, 1,000 eyes throughout 1,000 eyes throughout the mind, 1,000 eyes on top of a stick, 1,000 eyes on the extremities of the body, 1,000 eyes on the extremities of the mind, 1,000 dead eyes in the midst of death, 1,000 living eyes in the midst of life, 1,000 eyes of self, 1,000 eyes of other, 1,000 eyes on top of the eyes, 1,000 eyes of study, 1,000 vertical eyes, and 1,000 horizontal eyes. I end with, have you heard? Countless eyes throughout compassion's body. Countless dharma gates. Every moment, countless eyes. Ah, immersed. It's a living flux. 1,000 eyes meet 1,000 eyes. May our attention I vow to become it.